What's going on, party people? Welcome to another episode of O-Town Dreamers. Yay, we are yay. back. That's right. We're here above Polaris. A huge thank you to Polaris for uh, having us up here. It's awesome. Uh, we, have, we have drinks in hand this time, which is uh, thank you. I think a big shout out to Brian, the bartender there. Big shout out to Brian for drinks and chairs tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> so big thank you uh, to Polaris. We love it. Um, <laughs> this is so weird. So I, I, I'll stop it. So hold on. <laughs> so before we uh, even get into anything, I'm going to introduce our guests because we uh, we love them so much and they're just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Christina, bef- yeah. well, hold on. Before we introduce our guests. Uh, why don't you tell us why we're here? Of course. So the mission of the O-Town Dreamers podcast is to inspire any and all performers from no matter where you come from to uh, to show you that you can make it a, a, your living and your profession to be a professional performer. Wow, this drink is already happening for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can make your dream of performing a reality. And you don't have to go to LA or New York. You can actually come to Orlando where there is a huge entertainment hub and tons of possibilities for you right here. That's right. Even if you're just using it as a base, if you're using it as a base for, you know, uh, training and then you want to go out uh, elsewhere and pursue, you know, other entities, it's a great place to train and to, you know, for experience and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and then come back to once you uh, make it big time, and then you bring all of that back to our living. Exactly. Hey, random voices. Let's uh, introduce our uh, guests. Go ahead, Absolutely. Mama. So, uh, we have tonight here Deanna Quintero, hey, a yo, yo, yo. veteran of the stage and theme park stage. Uh, here in Orlando. Also she... some great Publix commercials. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Dan is I have seen some great really Publix cool commercials. Hairnet. Yes, absolutely. She is a Cuban spitfire of an actress. She uh, is a an amazing singer here in town, and uh, she can be seen uh, in some Publix commercials uh, <laughs> on your She's getting her film network. career started, which is mm-hmm. great. Uh, also, we have the incredible uh, Chase Allen. He is here with us. Uh, he's a he's a singer. He's a performer. He's a writer. He's a director. He's a, a producer. He does it all. Um, we're super and, and he's a weirdo. So we're <laughs> we're pumped to have Dude. him on. Uh, and uh, this is gonna be a fun um, episode. Uh, so because we got stood up. <laughs> that's what I say. So we got stood up. So we're so the we're the best. we're sloppy seconds. No, no, no. Yeah, we well, are sloppy seconds, I guess. No, we, I guess. we, we were not. already planning to have you guys. We but just it just pushed, worked out that we it pushed it forward. Mm-hmm. Oh but my gosh! People were ahead of us in line. That's what they're saying. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Go, 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 go. Well, our guests. Well, randomly, our guests went viral. They literally went viral. They were like, we don't have time. They tried to squeeze us in between Good Morning America and something else. Oh, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah, okay, and okay. we were like, but either way, we're, uh, we're rescheduling with them, but we're so glad to have Chase. Mm-hmm. And, stop it. Chase uh, <laughs> Chase Allen and Deanna Quintero. Um, All jokes aside, we can learn a lot from these two. Oh, 100%. Um, so... Uh, before we begin, let's do some uh, O-Town Entertainment News. Orlando News. So the only really big news I have is we're above Pilar's. And uh, right next to Pilar's we have uh, is the Garden Theater here in Winter Garden. And they are opening a Ragtime, the musical, uh, uh, on August 23rd, which I believe is Friday. Um, so make sure to come check out uh, www.gardentheater.com for tickets. Uh, it's Ragtime, the musical, uh, super prevalent with what's happening in the world today. 
uh, with immigrants and racial, uh, all those racial injustice. Injustice. Thank you. Um, so all those kind of things, super prevalent, and definitely go check it out. Amazing cast. Uh, Christina, do you have anything? Yeah, of course. So uh, like we mentioned in episode two of the podcast O-Town Dreamers uh, with Shalisa and Jeremy of Entertainment Central Productions, uh, they will be having auditions for their shows that they do in the theme parks at the end of this month. So any performer that is a singer in particular... Um, go to their Facebook page, Entertainment Central Productions, like them, and then stay tuned for auditions that will be coming out later this month. And because Chase and D, yeah, yeah, D's great. D, okay, great. Because yeah, yeah. Chase and D are here. Um, uh, do you guys have any like news you wanted to share? We'll, we'll get to flying lessons later on. Uh, uh, we'll talk about that. Okay. I already plugged you guys in an earlier episode because yeah, so you guys won a lot of awards. We Congra- did. Congrats. Thank um, you. But before we get to all those kind of things, do you guys have any news you guys want to talk about? Upcoming projects? Uh, I'm doing Next to Normal over at CFC Arts nice. um, at the end of the month. Who are you playing? I'm playing Natalie. Yeah? Oh. Yeah. When does it run? It runs August 30th until September 22nd. And where so can they find tickets? They can find tickets at cfcarts.com or dot Google. Google search. it. Google C-F-C-R- it. <laughs> yeah, just Google it. Try.com, then try.org. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Either way, that's awesome. Chase, yeah. anything going on for you, man? Um, the music for my Christmas show called Christmas Eve, which is a working title, is almost finished. Yes. Um, and will hopefully be debuting in November of this year. Um, we'll see uh, how that turns out because we have to make the promo video and all that stuff. But it's gonna be great. everything is um, in the upswing, and we're almost finished with it, and it's going to be great. Fun. That's amazing. Congrats. Congrats. Thanks. Um, uh, so before we begin on our first game, blah, 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 uh, uh, do you guys just want to give you a quick a couple sentences like, hi, I'm this sure. per- Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, my name's Chase Allen. Um, I am, like Sage said, I'm a singer, actor, writer, director, not a dancer, but I can fake it as much as I can. Um, Same. He does a great, like, body roll. <laughs> imagine imagine Tina from Bob's Burgers. That's my body <laughs> roll. <laughs> and um, also the twerking. Yeah, yeah, Tina yeah, yeah. twerking is pretty much you. Yeah, that's yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, um, I mostly consider myself a, a writer and a performer all together, and... Um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Uh, DQ, Deanna Quintero. Um, like Christina said, I perform all around town at the parks, and I've done, I've worked at the Shakes, and I've worked at the Rep, and I've done theater gigs and Publix commercials, <laughs> rando short films, rando feature films, just kind of all around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so just as a quick getting to know you, before we start, uh, just tell me your favorite Project or thing you've ever done, real quick, in like one sentence. Oh my god, ever? Ever. D, go. <laughs> okay, it's a tie. I did Spring Awakening a couple years ago, um, and I was Venlo, which is a dream role. And then I, I had the best time doing Next to Normal at Theater South. It was yeah. so great. Awesome. Amazing. This is hard. This yeah. is really like hard. Ever. Yeah, I, I honestly, I it's hard for me to even. You can, you can, even just want to plug something. And you're like, oh, I did this. Blah, 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 blah. Frog choir. <laughs> the frog choir. Just, just something. Frog choir. Universal Studios yeah. Orlando. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I, I think I have a passion project that I'm working on right now, uh, and I, I can't say too much, which is stupid because I shouldn't even be talking about it. But that's the first thing that I can think about right now. It's, it, it is Disney based. But ah. that's, I mean, I don't know 
what else to say about it. But the, it, it's I'm I'm a huge Disney fan. Is that the one that you uh, haven't asked me to direct yet? Why would you direct it? I'm going to direct it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the directing glasses. Right. First of all. Um, no, I, I and it's it's going to be great. And it's something that I have been writing for years. And it is something that I had in my idea box in my head sure. since I was a kid. Oh. And with all these new movies and stuff coming out, it's, it's right. just been awesome to kind of plug and play and see what works and see what is a better... Uh, idea to use from the Disney films and all these things, and mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a passion project because it's it has been, you know, since I was a kid, I've been wanting to create stuff like that. That's awesome. So, uh, speaking of creating, let's get on to our first oh God. segment. Oh God. All right, so this uh, first segment is uh, something that uh, I definitely took from the Jimmy Fallon show. I <laughs> thought it would be super fun to do, but I want to do my own spin on it. Uh, uh, this is called Mad, Lip, uh, Mad Libs Soap Operas. So uh, we're going to yeah. split off boy and girl. So D, you and I will be together. Okay. And Christine and Chase, you will be together. What if I identify as a chair? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, so, okay. So this is super simple. It's exactly what, it's exactly what Mad, Lib, Mad Libs is, except uh, so I'm going to say a word. Um, and just the first word, that, or I'm going to say uh, uh, something. To, I'm going to say like a silly word or type of fish or whatever. And you're sure. going to basically say the first thing that comes to your mind. But this is all directed to Chase. Because as he's the guest, so he's gonna create, and, and we're both gonna write down. Christina's no, no. already been writing. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> She's like, whatever, mm, whatever Chase verb. says, whatever Chase says, we're both gonna write down. Does that make sense? Got it. That that way, you both have oh, scripts. Oh, I see. I love this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, a silly word. Flabbergast. <laughs> Labbergast. Love. Live. Uh, um, a type of fish. Blowfish. <laughs> Blowfish, okay. You would. <laughs> uh, an adjective. Give me an adjective. An adjective describes? An adjective. Fluffy. Fluffy? Sure. Is that not right? Yeah, I think it is. Um, uh, um, uh, what would you say if you saw, what would you shout if you saw a ghost? Oh, are you looking for a word? No. Nope. Oh my hole. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you just said? I don't. Make sure you write oh my hole. Oh my. Oh hole. my god. Um, oh my uh, god. Uh, uh, um, give me a number. Twelve. Give me another number. Twelve. <laughs> uh, give me a noun. Walmart. <laughs> That's a proper noun, first of all. That's again. Uh, give me a body part. Kidney. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you I was gonna say butthole. Uh, give me, give me an adjective. Um, Uzi. Oh god. I didn't like that. <laughs> give me an animal. Um, owl. Uh, what, what's a curse word that you would say in front of a child? Toot. 
Um, uh, what's an amount uh, an amount of time? Like a month? Uh, like a, an hour? A month? A minute? A, an a of millennia. Time. <laughs> That's how long I feel like I've been alive. <laughs> God. It's been like what? Ten minutes? Fuck. Your fetus. I'm thirty. <laughs> uh, a verb ending in a verb ending in ing. A verb is something that you do. I, I know. <laughs> um, crying. That's appropriate. <laughs> a bo- uh, give me another bo- uh, another body part. Elbow. <laughs> uh, um, give me a verb. Uh, chase. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Give me another verb ending in ing. Um, sitting. Uh, give me an adjective. Crusty. Give me a, a profession. <laughs> Type of profession. Um, dolphin trainer. I wanted to be a dolphin trainer when I was a kid. Oh. I wanted to like act slash dolphin train. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) That's a great combo. Yeah. (laughs) I love dolphins. They're my favorite animal. Uh, A type type of family member, like a cousin or a second. Gay uncle. (laughs) A gunkle? Gay. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a a male name. Fred. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Give me a made up song title. When I cry in the corner. <laughs> okay, when I cry. Is that a country song? Yep. yep. When I cry in the corner, I'm crying um, in the all corner. All right, and give me uh, w- the final one. Give me an adjective. El- electrified. That's, that's also a that's verb. That's also a verb. <laughs> electrifying? Yeah. Electrifying. 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 Yeah. Um, I think God, that's... you guys are going to make me look like an idiot on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is... Madlib Soaps, The Doctor. Faded on a hospital room, we see, we see a patient sitting on a hospital bed. <laughs> the patient is Christina and chases the doctor. The patient seems stressed. The doctor enters. Well, if it isn't Mrs. Flabbergast. (laughs) Nice to see you again, Dr. Blowfish. What's the news? Well, it looks like we just finished processing your test results and they are fluffy. (laughs) Ah! Oh, my hole! Ah! I completely understand that reaction. Your blood pressure is 12 over 12. And our x-rays found a Walmart in your kidney. It appears you have an oozy owl disease. Toot! Is there anything you can do? Okay, I'm gonna describe. Describe. <laughs> I'm gonna prescribe you some pills. I want you to take one every millennia! <gasps> do but you I... hear me? One every millennia! But I heard those pills cause involuntary crying. They do, they do. Side effects may also include an itchy elbow and a decrease in the desire to chase. (laughs) Ouch. What can I do to stay healthy? I would advise getting up early, doing stretches, and doing sitting in the park. (laughs) That's great advice. Especially being a crusty dolphin trainer such as myself. (laughs) 
You know, my favorite part about being a doctor is getting to treat patients like you and then go home to a gay uncle. <laughs> and together we sing my favorite song. What is it? When I cry in the corner, I'm crying in the corner. Will you sing it corner. for me? I don't feel so great. <laughs> when I cry in the corner, I'm crying in the corner. More. I'm crying so hard because I live with my gay uncle. I wish I had a wife, but I am living with my gay uncle. <laughs> Nailed it. That was beautiful. Yes, but it was also electrifying. The, the patient, the patient dies. And scene. Good job, everybody. Let me describe these pills for you. <laughs> All right, give me those. I'm heckin' dead. I'm heckin' dead. Okay. So sweating. So DM. Just crying in the corner. I'm crying. What was the next phrase? I live with my okay. gay uncle. <laughs> That's <what it> is. <laughs> Good job. All right. Oh I am gay uncle. So, uh, all right, D, this is you and I. All right, this here is we go. Scene, all, right? all right. So, um, give me a, a silly word. Agubwa. Oh. Uh, agubwa? Agubwa. Or, or agubwa or agubwa? No, agubwa. It's one word. It's <laughs> from Boy Meets World. <laughs> What's that? It's when it's like you can't think of any other word, so it's just, it was agubwa. Huh. Uh, what, have you never watched Boy Meets World? I have. Okay, all right. Give, <laughs> give, give me an animal. A dolphin. Okay. Um, uh, give me another silly word. Uh, uh, jumper snatched. <laughs> That's a word. <laughs> um, give me an amount of time, a day, a week. A uh, moment. Oh, that was nice. That's cute. I do what I can. Uh, give me a holiday. Halloween. Oh, hell yeah. Now they get one square root Um, An adjective. <laughs> uh, lazy. Uh, give me a verb ending in ing. Jumping. This is stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> give okay. Me, give me a plural type of an, like an animal, but plural. Corgis. Aww. Uh, a body part. Your nose. <laughs> nose, and then the same body part, which is the nose. Nose. Uh, nose, nose give me a nose. number. Uh, anywhere, anywhere from. Fourteen. Uh, give me, a, give me a verb. A verb. Uh, swim. <laughs> give me an article of clothing. A bralette. Ooh. Escándalo. Uh, give me a city. Chicago. And a celebrity. A celebrity. Oh, I was gonna say Steve Harrington, but he's a character. <laughs> uh, a celebrity. Uh, I can. Uh, uh, Wanna say Steve uh, Harrington? No, yeah. Chris Evans. Oh, oh okay. He's the celebrity. Steve Harrington is a dearly beloved character. Give me a song lyric. <laughs> a song lyric. Oops, I did it again. I am not kidding. I said the <laughs> same thing just now. Did you really? Yes. <laughs> Holy moly, I love you. We are connected. Um, connected. Give me a profession. Um, a pimple popper. <gasps> Dr. Sandra. I love her. Me too. <laughs> She's perfect. <laughs> and uh, give me a type of event. A type of event? Yeah. A gala. Oh, come on. What kind of gala? Oh, the 30th anniversary gala. Um, <laughs> give, give, me, uh, give me something you'd shout at a hot homeless guy. You're a hot homeless man. <laughs> 
It was a little on the nose there. <laughs> hey, homeless man, you hot? You're a hey, hot homeless man. Man, you're hot. You got a home? Uh, give me a holiday. <laughs> give me a holiday greeting. God. A holiday greeting. Trick or treat. Oh, that's cute. Oh, yeah, Halloween's cute. This is called The Interview. Ooh. Fade in. A high-end executive sits behind the desk. There's a knock on the door. Well, I guess it's time for the interview. A mysterious girl walks in. Hello, I'm... I'm Jake Aguba. But you can call me the dolphin. I know who you are. I'm Samantha Jumpersnatch. Let's make this quick. I only have a moment. This interview is for the special Halloween issue of the student newspaper. I see. You are very lazy (laughs) to have built such an empire. (laughs) To what do you owe your success? By following the same routine every morning. Waking up, brushing my teeth, and then jumping at the gym. Oh. Your company is involved with many agricultural projects feeding the world's corgis. What kind of passion, I wonder, of if your nose is bigger than you let on. Some people say I don't have a nose at all. It's very sad. You know, I've done my research and I see you're unmarried, and you were adopted at the age of 14. You intrigue me. Hmm. And when someone intrigues me, I swim. <laughs> Excessively. <sighs> my bralette is sweating. <laughs> What are your plans after you graduate? I plan on heading to Chicago with Chris Evans. <laughs> you know, the best part about having success is giving college students like you my best piece of advice. What's that? Oops, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When I'm around you, I feel a pimple popper at the gala. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> well, I hope you got everything you needed. I did. Whenever I have a great interview, I go home and whisper, you're a hot homeless man. (laughs) It was a pleasure to meet you. Goodbye. Uh, one more thing. Huh? Trick or treat. Oh. I feel like this was on my dad wrote a porno. Like, this is how I started. I was thinking the entire time. I'm Belinda Bloomfield. <laughs> oh my god, and Belinda Blinks, baby. Oh Belinda my Blinks. gosh, and that and, and that so was sweet. Mad Lib soap operas. <laughs> god bless. Um, all right, and now we move on to our second segment. Uh, welcome to roles we should never play: the debate. Amen. Listen, uh, the three of you will uh, you will each be given a character that you should never, ever play in a show or in a park, whatever, uh, whether it's based on uh, race or gender. And now, you're the judge, huh? Yes, I'm going to act as the mm. impartial judge. Mm. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but but uh, it's this uh, whole argument, this whole thing is based on your argument. So, okay. like, I, you know, I, even though I really feel like Chase should maybe play this role, like, oh. I, he, he has to give the best argument. So it's a true debate. Great. Um, at, at, you, you each will get a few minutes to try uh, to persuade me to prove why you should play that role. Um, and I'll maybe I'll give you, if I feel like it, I'll give you, like, a couple seconds to rebuttal if, like, they're, like, coming for you. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. All right. So uh, uh, we'll start with ladies first. First and foremost, let me just say thank you so much, Sage, for having me on your podcast. Okay. It's a real pleasure. No one likes to suck up. Excuse me? We love a sucker. <coughs> thank you. Sorry. So I feel like the role that I would be, the, the role that I should never play but I am destined to play is Scar from The Lion King. Let me just say. What? Scar like as in like the villain Scar yes. from The Lion King? Yes. Okay. okay, first of all, let me just say, I know Be Prepared like the back of my hand. I've been singing that song since I was a child. We all know that it's one of the best songs in the musical. Don't at me. Um, also, <laughs> my full-time job is playing a boy. So I feel like the next step naturally would be to play a grown man. Right? Okay. I also play an animal. Another kind, you know. Your full-time job is also a boy. Is, 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 is a, a boy, full-time is boy, a boy fish, animal. Is a boy animal. So boy now, it's a boy fish. A boy it. fish. So now I can transition into being a man lion. Mm-hmm. Naturally, that makes sense. True or false? Um, the answer is true. Don't. Okay. Excuse me? I have some questions. Uh, that's no. fine. Let, let, let Later. me finish. Uh, additionally, additionally uh, Patrick Page is one of my icons. I just saw him in Hadestown. Phenomenal. Great. So I've really been trying to get deep because I know that he was Scar. <laughs> I love him. I want to hey, follow in his... little songbird. Exactly. <laughs> I control the electric city. Like, I would be perfect. <laughs> I really tried to. I want to walk in his footsteps. And I feel like, you know, in, in, in all of these... We're at a time right now where where being creative and having artistic freedom is so good. You know what I mean? Reimagining Shakespeare and and putting other other musicals in other time periods. What if we have a short Cuban play Scar? <laughs> How brilliant would that be? Okay. It'd be like Isma amongst the Crunks, but she's in control. Did you just say Crunks? Yeah, because the hyenas. Plural. I mean, Ed is more Crunk than any of the other than like Bonsai crunk? Shenzi. What did I say? Said crunk. Same, same. Let's get crunk. crunk. <laughs> you know what I meant. English is not my first language. Said, huh, pull the lever. Pull the lever, crunk. I said what I said. Hell yeah. But you know what I mean? I would be the Yzma to the crunks. 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 To the hyenas. Your argument is slowly dwindling. No. Picture it. Me and a bunch of hyenas, but I'm the cute one. That's also terrifying. Oh. All right. Christine, do you mind if I go with our next guest? Please. Okay. Uh, I lied. No, I want to go with you, you okay. next. Great. Just kidding. I feel like I feel like Chase has like prepared this for like weeks. <laughs> His whole life has been leading up to this. <laughs> His whole moment. life I has been leading to this. I looking at our text today, okay. specifically this section. So okay. he has been preparing. Okay, great. Uh, Christina, you go first. All right. Uh, I am here to convince you all, which I don't need to do, uh, uh, that uh, 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 I will be playing Beetlejuice Come on. in the next revival, if you will, at Universal. The main title role of Beetlejuice himself. Oh, 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 at Universal. I was like, mm. girl, there's no revival. It's still happening. You want to replace I, Alex I Brightman? I thought we were talking about Broadway. Me too. Oh, sure. All of that. All of that that comes with it. You know what I mean. <laughs> She's no. Because I will do it so well She's the Universal only Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> so. Sorry, okay. let Chris talk. We are in a creative moment in time mm. where girls are encouraged to play boy roles and mm. vice versa so it would be very good and very becoming of the times for me to play a male role and such an iconic male role i i am <laughs> wacky yet also charming at the same time so i feel that i could really capture his essence his wackiness his craziness his spontaneity his weirdness his grossness you know i can really capture that 
Yeah, you can really, you can sense it, right? And I am a 90s kid, very nostalgic 90s kid, so this is, this is in my blood, it's in my DNA. It would be very easy for me to pull into this role. And, uh, you know, Beetlejuice such a great, you know, piece of art. And I am art. <laughs> Therefore, I should play Beetlejuice himself. If that's not on a t-shirt somewhere. Okay, so since you're talking about Beetlejuice as a whole, how would you, how, what's the differences between Beetlejuice on Broadway and Beetlejuice in the parks? Because obviously they can't be the same. Of course, of course. No, uh, different mediums. <laughs> I think in order to keep on brand, we must stay in the same character. Of course, um, the, the the parks would what, be shorter. What is this character? <laughs> what is this accent? <laughs> the parks would be short in or, or in Universal, of course, to, to keep the audience's attention. It would be short and sweet and to the point. But Broadway, that's an experience. That's that deserves an intermission. It deserves a longer span time. <laughs> so of course we would develop that further, and you know. I I feel like you're I just. I, I feel like you're you. just spouting theater terms. <laughs> Literally. And Beetlejuice with an intermission and male and female restrooms. I have my tactics and my objectives here. I have one question for you. Yes. Do the voice. What is oh. one thing that you learned from the handbook of the recently deceased? I have learned. Mm-mm. Come on. <laughs> that the mortal world only wishes. They could be dead. Fight me! Interesting. Okay. All right. That's not bad. I'm, okay. I'm, right. I'm not going to be mad at that. What? Okay. Go ahead. My argument to be Meg from Hercules. Meg from Hercules? Meg from Hercules. It is coming. <coughs> it is coming to New York. I hope. With Christopher Rodriguez. Hope it hey, is. hey. No, it is. No, it it's, is. It's coming to the it's public really... theater. I didn't hear about this news. No. Are you for real? Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. Oh, wow. I have been waiting for this day. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's supposed to be my awesome. My time is yeah. now. I believe in a gender-bend show. I feel like everything should be uh, blind-casted in the sense of now Disneyland is doing all these blind castings, and now they have African-American Elsas, and they have, like, African-American Kristoffs, uh, which also is happening on Broadway, like we just talked about. Yep. Um, I feel like gender-bend should also be a thing. I feel like we're, we're entering into a realm of... Gender doesn't really matter because honestly, it is what you either are I, uh, as uh, you're identifying as, or um, if you want to tell the story of it being uh, a, a gay story or a lesbian story or anything like that. I honestly feel like I would kill the role of Meg because first of all, no chance, no way. I won't say it. No, no. Give up? You sigh. I deny it. Uh oh. Um, so, <laughs> we're also, we're also, up, we're also your muses, so no stress about it at all. Actually, I would love everything about that. It would be so um, good. Okay, so I feel like, uh, Meg's character arc there we go. is, um, one of the, uh, the most in-depth in any of the Disney films from going from being with... Hades, and then being with the gods, and then being with Hades, and then being with the gods. Like, she has such an uh, an internal battle that she's trying to deal with because she's so in love with Hercules, but also she has a deal signed, she has a deal signed with Hades um, to where she doesn't know which way to go, but the way that she decides on her, um, on her last, her last scene 
to to really really turn over everything to to be one for good is really just a great great character arc in, in, in any of the Disney films I've ever seen because you know you do have some people going with the good and the bad and the good and the bad but this is one where we're talking about with Satan in the heavens like and it, and and also she she hello come on I ain't lying Satan in the heavens Satan in the heavens girl um, so yeah, that's why I feel like I would be really good with Meg because I would love to portray that role of having that internal battle of being in love with like a bodybuilder man who has come from the heavens, which is a dream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is a dream. Come on. Uh, but yeah, I, I also would, I would just love to sing that song. How would you, what, what would you bring uh, to the character dif that would differentiate Susan Egan's Meg from your Meg? Like, what would you make, okay? Uh-oh. I'm a boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, specific, can you unpack that for us? Uh, yeah, I actually feel like I would be able to uh, bring to the table stuff that's happening in current, current day, mm -hmm. and current society, current, th to like, have people be able to relate more than just like, it's a Disney film, it's happy. Such as? Such as being gay. Like bringing the whole gay thing to the table with also so wait, incorporating so your, so religion. Your... Hold on, incorporating like religion, and like incorporating uh, things like uh, I don't know, like uh, trying to fight yourself from being. <laughs> we have a spooky light in the studio. <laughs> if anyone's wondering why there's random silence, it it's keeps because turning it's on and off. Yeah. Um, Her name is Consuela. Is it really? No. She had no, no lemon Princess, pledge. Princess Consuela Banana Hammock? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Finish, finish, finish. Um, it, what I would bring to the table is I would bring a new story to the table in the sense of what's happening in today's society, uh, bringing um, religion to the table, bringing the separation of church and, straight, uh, church and state. Church and state. Church and state. Church and Church and Church and state to the table, bringing to the table uh, the rights of homosexual uh, marriage and if we're even going to go crazy, uh, adoption, uh, like anything like that. Like I feel like you could really honestly turn the story of Hercules into something that's battling today's battles. Would you be a boy Meg or a girl Meg? I would be a boy Meg. Okay. Oh, Hell man. yeah. All right. Hold, all right. All right. All right. All right. Everybody shut the <laughs> up. All right. Calm down. <laughs> um, all right. Now I have to choose like... Okay, all right, hold us. on, all right, all right, all right, all right. So this is <laughs> so unfortunate for me. <laughs> you guys are, because, all right, so deep, <clears throat> I felt like you talked about why Scar was such an iconic role mm -hmm. and not why you would be a great Scar. I'm, 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 I'm not done. <laughs> uh, Christina... <laughs> You, <laughs> you, you also did the same thing, and like you, you didn't really explain to me why, like why I, you, as Christina Hernandez, would be a great Beetlejuice. My second point. No, the, I understand the whole Cuban thing, and you'd be cute and the boy, and oh, I get I'm Cuban it. Cuban, she's not Cuban. No, 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 no. You're, sorry, D was oh, raising her hand. I was raising hand. my hand because I talked about following in Patrick Page's footsteps. Sure, sure, but. sure, sure. But you, did, but you didn't really say why I, you would be a great. But I did. I gave you visuals. No, but we got crunk. But <laughs> but Chase took this whole historic route with it, and like made it made it like. Uh, um, 
a, a current day issue that we're currently facing. And I like, I can't say no to that because he just like, you know what I mean? No, no, but no, you know what I mean? Like he like, he like, brought forth current issues that are happening and he said why he would be good in that role because of these current issues. Um, but he didn't say how. He just said we could talk about these things and I'm a boy. <laughs> a pantsuit. Are you hate criming me right now? Who? Oh gosh. Chase wins. That's it. Go. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much. That was so much fun. Uh, Christina, you want to take over from here? Absolutely. Let's do it. So we're going to get to the NPR section of uh, our podcast where everything gets really serious. Nah, just kidding. We here at O-Town Dreamers, we laugh a lot. All right. Yes! Where do we just go? I feel I'm, like we just left. I'm going through a different dimension right now. <laughs> that, literally. You guys, we're going through a millennia. Ow, true shit, or sorry. false? <laughs> you guys are involved with the theme parks. True. As true. performers. True. true. Um. When you think of horror stories from your career in the theme parks, <laughs> without naming particular shows or what your role was, okay. what are some horror stories that come to mind? I got one. Okay. Okay, so, um, God, I mean, it, it, it was probably like two years ago, I guess, now at this point, but I, I was cast in a show at a theme park that shall remain nameless, and I showed up for rehearsal. Can you give us... <laughs> it's the one that has uh, a world and not a mouse. So I was cast in a show um, at a theme park, which shall bring me nameless. It's one of the two bigger ones. So you've got a 50-50 guessing shot. <laughs> guessing shot? Anyways. Um, so I showed up for rehearsal, and they had... Over, it, was, it was at a period where they didn't have enough. They hadn't periodically had rehearsal processes for their other shows. So everything was rehearsing at once. And there weren't enough spaces to rehearse. So my show, which was a dance-heavy show, was put in a soundstage where they couldn't really figure out how to turn the lights on. They, uh, we didn't have a sound system in the soundstage. So we literally played a YouTube video off of my phone and I put it in my empty, um, like, Starbucks cup to try to make a Cuban speaker so that we could kind of hear it. We didn't have any mirrors. I, re- I remember this story. Yeah, because you lived it. I was, I was I would, there. I would come, to, I would come yeah. to my other jobs, and I was, I was, like, beside myself. Because I already, it's kind of already out of my wheelhouse just because of the specificity of it. And I understand that you need mirrors for that. Mm. So I would get, and there weren't any specified notes. It would be like blanket statements. And I was like, I can't even understand if I fall under that blanket statement because I don't know what I look like. So you can't give me notes on what I look like because I quite literally have never seen myself do this show. Right. It was like, any, anything, anything pales in comparison. I've gone on stage with the hiccups and missing pieces and blah. Like, I've done so many things. But, like, that was, that entire process was, like, yeah. a horror story. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, my God. Um, I would want to say the, the biggest horror story that I have is I am, like I said earlier in the podcast, I am not a dancer. I can fake it till I make it. But I am not a dancer Come at on, all. But, like, if you give me choreo, I'll learn it. Uh-huh. And I'll make it look Hella good. Hello. But it's going to take me a second to learn it. Sure. So in one of the bigger theme parks, 
Um, I was hired to do these parades. Sure. In mm. one of the bigger theme parks here mm. in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so, and it was my first, uh, like, technically, I mean, dancing gig that I had ever had. I've always been a singer, a voice actor, or just a regular actor. I've never done any dancing. And so it was a little weird to be hired for a specific, in quotation mark, movement role. Mm -hmm. So I was going through this rehearsal process terrified as hell because like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know anything. Also at the time, I think I, I mean, I was probably 19, I oh, think wow. I was, and I'm 30 right now. So Dang, at, at, you've been in it. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> at 19, um, I was going in blind. And so they were having us do these rehearsals and uh, this parade specifically lasted 42 minutes. Oh my God. So starting this rehearsal process was a nightmare because I had no idea what to expect. Um, and this was a 42 minute parade from start to finish because I also was getting a premium because I was doing hip hop dancing. And you're doing, you're doing like 16 measures of a routine and you're repeating it over and over again without stopping. So it is like intense, it's really intense. And it was a revival of a parade that had happened previously a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So they were bringing it back. So it had to be like- New and interesting. Yes, exactly. Right. It, had, it had to be the new thing because they were advertising their tickets based on this parade. Wow. Right. So um, I remember our last night of rehearsals, um, we were doing an overnight and they had us do like five or six runs without a break <gasps> backstage continuously to make sure. And we were just going in a small circle. We weren't even going on like the parade route. It was around PC. It, you can't say that. I can People, say that. People, no, that nobody that knows what that means. <laughs> I work at that park and, and I don't so, know what that means. Yes. So we were just in that parking lot going around in a circle and a circle and a circle. So we'd go 42 minutes. And then in two minutes, we'd do another 42 minutes. We'd break for two or three minutes, do another 42 minutes. Oh my we, God. We did that five times, which was hours and hours and hours. And then we had the cast preview. Oh my God. <laughs> immediately after that. What? Who planned this? I have no idea. So it was me. <laughs> it was Sage. So immediately after that, we had like a little bit of time to kind of get water and break and whatever, but it, it really felt militaristic. And by the time we were actually doing the cast preview, we were so exhausted. And it, it was also like three or four in the morning. And right. we were like, oh my God. And so turns out that's not allowed legally. Yeah, and so, not at all. So now they do like, right. instead of 16 measures, they do like four measures and then they do three measures of walking and waving mm -hmm. and then they do another four measures. Right. And then they do three measures of walking and waving. Which if you listen to episode five, uh -huh. um, you know, there's a lot of things that they 
used to let happen mm-hmm. at these parks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if either of you listened, and for those of you who didn't, for didn't listen, uh, that, 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 that didn't listen, um, uh, I was, uh, my mother was a, uh, was an, uh, a single mother, and I was an only child that was allowed backstage. Right. Literally. And it was so, so there are things that happened back in the day mm-hmm. that totally were totally allowed. And, you know, and then people, you know, kind of were like, Hey, this is not okay. And now, yeah. now they're, now we're, now we're fixing things, which is great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those are horror stories, but because obviously this Otan dreamers and I want to make sure that of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, it's re- real quick. Tell me your favorite rock star story that you've ever had in Orlando that you're like, oh my gosh, this is the reason that I'm here. Uh, D, you go first. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, the first thing that comes to mind, um, yep, first it thing. literally happened today. Um, wow. I was at my full-time gig. Today? Today. Oh. Today I was at my full-time gig and we finished a group number and before the number was over, people were already clapping. Oh, love wow. that. And I was like, awesome. okay, great. And it's like those little moments where like kids look at you and they're so excited to see you. And right. I'm like, oh, and they show up dressed as your character. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> God, I feel so cool. But Aww. yeah. But yeah. That, that specifically, like they started clapping before the number was over. And as, as, the, the, uh, as the things kind of closed to hide us as we moved back on the stage, we were like, okay, y'all better clap before the number's <laughs> over. Thank you so much. Chase, <laughs> come on. Um, I, uh, I'm from Oklahoma. Uh, I was born in the middle of nowhere, and I, like, my grandparents had a farm. Like, when I tell you I'm a country kid, I'm a country kid. And we came to Disney all the time, uh, I mean, every other year. And I had always said that I was going to, and I would point at Peter Pan, and I'm too tall for Peter Pan. But I would, Are you I would, really? Yeah. Son of a... <laughs> so I would point at Peter Pan, and I would look at my, my mom or my dad, and I would say, I'm going to do that one day. And in 2008, I graduated from high school on May 21st. And on May 22nd of 2008, I drove to Orlando, Florida. And I lived at Fort Wilderness, which is a (gasps) Disney resort. Yes. Yes. I lived in a tent for three months. And it was the best three months of my life. And it was during the summer, which is insane. Um, I lived there and I started my job at Disney. And my initial reason to be here in Orlando is because of Disney. And I have, I guess from the year 2008 until 2014, I was working in depth with Disney as well as with the uh, Entertainment Central Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I, I'm... Jeremy and Shalisa from episode two. Episode yes, two. exactly. Oh my God, Jay and Shalisa. Um, and so I now work exclusively for Jeremy and Shalisa. But at the time I was working with both. And um, I really, I never would have imagined I'm doing what I'm doing today. And I, I honestly have Disney to thank for that. And then on top of that, I have Entertainment Central Productions to thank for that. Because now I'm, I'm really living a dream. Mm-hmm. Christina, I want to ask you that same question. The, yes, of course. Um, I would say that the show that I'm currently um, lucky to be involved with uh, on a regular basis has allowed me to see kids being the most free Come on. ever that I've seen them. Like, they love these characters that they see on stage, like Vampirina, Doc McStuffins, and Timon, and Mickey, and you just see their faces light up, and they're being so kids are so 
great because they're they're uninfluenced by adult um, issues and perspectives and like shame and everything. So they're just so free. And when you see them genuinely react to you with these characters and bringing joy and dancing and singing, it's like this is why I do this. This is why we all loved, you know, this, you know, Disney. Um, and so being able to be a part of that is huge. Isn't it the best when you like look out and there's a kid and you like lock eyes with them yeah. and they Come recognize on. you or the person next to you and they just light up. Yeah. Yep. It is honestly yep. the best. Yeah. Yeah. And that really just reminds you, uh, why this is important. And, um, if you're a, if you're an audience member uh, going to any of these theme parks, just know that the people that you're watching in these shows, they see you, and if you're enjoying yourself, that's the best thing you could give those performers. I had a moment, and when I was doing this specific parade I was talking about earlier, right. where there was a a kid whose favorite movie was in the section that I was in doing this parade. And just like weeping, and I, it, it's it's insane to see a child weeping because usually their initial reaction is like, "I'm laughing, I'm clapping, I'm dancing," but this child was so emotionally involved with what was happening in mm -hmm. front of him that he he couldn't help but to just cry. Yeah. And so like, and there was moments in the show or in the parade where we were able to go up into the audience and and be with the audience and like he did not want to let me go. And it's moments like that. And it's moments, you know, where you see these audience members and you see these children and you're really making a difference in these people's lives. And especially with people who are raised in the theme parks coming from, like I said, Oklahoma, right. like when you're raised in the theme parks, you, you were that child. You, I, I was that kid watching the parades, freaking out when I saw Peter Pan. I was freaking out when I saw Tarzan. I was f like all of these amazing characters that I related to as a, as a child. Seeing them in real life made me want to give back tenfold totally. in a sense of like, here I am. I'm doing the same thing to this children to these children that I see in the audience. Mm -hmm. And so I completely understand. It, yeah. it, you really, when you see the audience and you see children like crying over looking at you, it makes you give a better performance 100%. Totally. Yeah. So. Wait, what's yours? What was mine? Um, Ow. Mine mostly come from theater, <laughs> specifically. Like. Oh, yeah, I get that. We've talked about. Yeah. yeah. So um, I would say... Uh, and I, mine's probably a tie. So the first show I was, uh, the first thing that made me feel like a rock star was I, I was in uh, High School Musical live on stage. It was, a, it was a regional theater, and um, I didn't realize what kind of impact High School Musical had on kids back in the day. Yo, totally. And I came out for bows, curtains opened, and people went, ah! and, I w and I was like, what is I played Troy at the time. And I was like, what is happening? So that was the first one. The second one was A Diary of a Spider. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, please. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I, I told that story on this podcast. I know you did. Okay. Um, it's, my, it's, the, it's one of my proudest moments. The first, the, the first time Dee and I met, we were, we were with Michael Thibodeau, who was in the yes. very first episode. We did He's Diary everything. of a Worm, a Spider, and Fly. And we sure did. 
It was a good time. Um, but hold on. So, uh, but the other time was, um, I would have to say, I think it's just theater in general in this town. Um, people are so appreciative mm-hmm. of good theater. Mm. Um, I, I think of when I, when I did cabaret, I just remember coming out and, uh, you know, it just, I was in my corset, <laughs> just like coming out and being, and, and there's this like uh, crazy amount of applause. And it's just, it's those moments that, you know, specifically in theater in Orlando, if you're doing a good piece of work, people will be appreciative right. of it. Yeah. I think to your, to echo that, um, yeah. after I did Next to Normal at Theater South in May, um, I got to work and uh, Billy Flanagan, who's like an icon, um, he's a he's a Disney he's a, he's a Disney he's lifer, a Disney lifer which he's and coming, he's a legend. He's coming on the show soon. Is he? Yeah. I love him. Come on. I love Billy Flanagan. Okay, anyways, sorry. Anyways, but he was <laughs> he had talked about all the theater that he had seen that weekend, and he was like, "Please go out and support your friends." And I think it's such a testament to like we all see each other in these very B- short bubbles. Bubbles, yeah. They're truncated fifteen minute shows where we we do X, Y, and Z, and then we do it again mm-hmm. multiple times, six right. times a day, six right. times a day, Hello. or like you know certain shows are three. The 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 amount of times varies. Yeah, but you only see people in this one light. Mm-hmm. So then to see them do theater, which is right. something that they that we've all kind of a lot of us which started. Which is what we mm-hmm. thrive at. Right. right. So so it so feeds so, our souls. So yeah. to, so so to sit here and sing. Um, a, B, and C, and right. then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this right. person has has been trained classically. It's right. such a thing. Yeah. So then to I, see I them in see a new light. I can see that as well it's... because, like, when I I have given my life to theme park work, mm-hmm. and I've done a couple of friend shows, but then I also did uh, Rock of Ages at right. Dr. Phillips Center, <gasps> which was like a massive theater. It's a, a it's massive gorgeous. theater in downtown the Orlando, house. and I was Franz in Rock of Ages, and uh, it was it was funny to see because theater has always been my life, and when I was doing this role, no one here really knew to what I was able to do. Right. And it, oh, because they only knew that the is shows. the truest right. thing you've ever said because I re- because I've only known you as like this singer from this park, mm-hmm. and right. the second you did that show, people were like. Have you seen this dude? Right. It was like, I know this dude. What are you talking about? And people were like, no, 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 this dude. Because right. people only see mm-hmm. you in a certain light. Exactly. So then when they see you on stage right. acting and, and I don't know, doing, was, all, doing all like the actory things that yeah. we kind of have to truncate for our 15-minute show, right. but then to have have room to breathe mm-hmm. and uh-huh. make choices. And, and we do so Be many, an actual character. Right. And you do it so Cause, scarcely. Because theater is exactly. so different. You do it, it so scarcely as opposed to a, theater, a theme park setting where you do it all the time, where right. this is like, this is the moment. So you save everything for that moment, and it's way more... In, um, in, that, year, in that year that I did that show, it was... I, I recognize you. Oh, I know. I, I saw you in Rock right. of Ages as Franz because previously it was, oh, I know you. I saw you at this theme park doing this show. Right. And they don't really know to, to, to what eh, like caliber you're actually a performer because I feel like uh, theme park work has kind of like a, a brick on it in the sense of like, Oh, it's theme park work. But that, a stigma. but but that's what's great about Orlando is exactly. that you're able to do both. You're able Absolutely, to do both. Yes. And also Absolutely. the theme park work that's here in Orlando is incredible. It's really like, good. Like it is theater caliber 
shows in these theme parks. Absolutely. But people don't consider it like that because it is theme parks. That's actually and, one of my questions. Yes. Um, what has a theme park taught you or given you, uh, how has it improved your performance skills? How has it taught you something going forward? Girls, so much. I mean, first and foremost, it's taught me crazy work ethic. Mm -hmm. I, exactly. I already had really good work ethic when I left school, but my work ethic has grown tenfold because ultimately I am the one up there. Mm -hmm. And the saying of, it'll all come together, has actually really bothered me lately, a lot lately, because I hate that. that saying is all about the actors picking up the slack of everybody else. And I, I, and I, and I'm there. I, I get it. And I understand why it's a thing because we are the ones out there. Mm -hmm. So if we look bad, no one's going to know that like our customer messed up or our lighting designer messed up. It's, it's nothing about that. It's like, it's, 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 it's our, it's yeah, us, it's our butts yeah. on the line. And it's taught me about stamina. The biggest thing that I have learned is how to go Control. from job to job to job, yep. not it's, it's overseeing. Like I, one of my best friends is out on tour right now and she has spoken about um, some of the other people that she's working with and how they don't have any stamina and Whoa. how they rehearse for eight to 10 hours a day and <gasps> 30 to 45 minutes in, they're like, I'm tired. Where really? we go, we wake yep. up at seven. Our call time is 9.30 and we are there from 9.30 to 4.30 and then from five to seven, we're doing something else. Right. From 10 to two in the morning, we're doing another thing and we right. wake up and we do it again. No yeah. one understands stamina that is the biggest like, thing. most of us do nine shows a day. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like people that I talk to outside of this world mm -hmm. and when I tell them, and yes, we are only doing shows 15 to 30 minutes, but those 15 to 30 minutes, imagine you're doing a show that is like crunched into the yes. 30 minutes or 15 minutes because you have to captivate the audience. You have to do all the material. You yes. have to do all this stuff. Um, people just don't understand that. So when you tell somebody like who is not in the theme park world that you had nine shows, they don't understand because they're like, whoa. And also, even when you tell people you have four shows, they don't understand. They're right. like, how are you doing that? So right. be because you have so many shows, how do you you know, keep those performances because you do four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shows sure. a day. How do you keep those fresh? It's a matter of that. That is what being an actor and a performing performer is all about. Totally. Because you can't do your first three shows and give everything and then do the rest of the day and be like, I'm bored right. because it's not about you being a performer. It is 100% not about you. Absolutely. It is about the audience. It mm -hmm. is about the audience trying to listen to a story. Mm -hmm. It's about the audience wanting to learn about whatever you're trying to tell. You're mm -hmm. telling this story and you're bringing the audience with you. Exactly. And and yep. I'm experiencing currently with people. Careful. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm experiencing currently working with some performers who are in it just to make a paycheck and who are in it just to kind of do whatever the whatever. And it's not about that. If you don't want to be a performer, go work at Gap. T. If you don't want to be a performer, Sears is hiring. Like, <laughs> she is out to play today. Yeah, Hello. she's having none of it. And it it's yeah. a matter of, it, it looks very silly when you have a cast of, let's say 10. If you have a cast of 10 and eight of you are giving your all every single show and then you have 
the last two people who are tired and want to not perform, who right. want to do this whatever. And trust me, I get it. Mm-hmm. I have been there. We all have. We all have. We all yeah. have. Mm-hmm. But you still have to perform for the people who are watching you because they paid to be there. Mm-hmm. And, well, and, this, and this and might this be well, the first well, time right. seeing it. Well, and, th- that's, and that's, that's the key. Like, because whether right. it's theater or theme park, wor- uh, or theme park world, um, every performance is a new performance exactly. for somebody. Exactly. You know, so. so um, imagine I, um, imagine I'm, doing I'm, Next to Normal on Broadway and doing a performance every single day for however many days they did it. Totally. Now, we're getting to the end of the run and you're tired, you're exhausted. You still have to give the exact same run that you gave on the first day that you gave because people, i.e. me, who have never seen Next to Normal on like a professional, professional New York stage. Like, you me. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, I was like, I feel like you're coming for D, like, like in a weird just, way. You just <laughs> saw my performance. Uh, Deanna, you're crap and move oh, on. Listen, you D, D, I saw a professional reading, so. Uh, <laughs> careful, careful, careful. Um, no, listen, I, it was anything weird. It was amazing. Wrap, I'm just saying. Wrap this up. Sorry. I'm just saying, in, in the sense of like, you need to know that your last performance of a show needs to be the most excited as your first. Sure. Because each audience member has never seen your show before. I think the biggest thing is just staying in the moment. Staying present. It doesn't matter what show you're doing, how many times you've done it, whether you're doing Next to Normal on Broadway or you're doing whatever show in whatever theme park. But I think also in theme park land, we are very fortunate in that we, we work with rotating casts. And so it's never the same. Variety is key in everything. Absolutely. So I never do the show that I'm currently involved in the most, I never do it with the same people twice. Mm-hmm. Right. right. It helps to keep it fresh because now on top of being in the moment, we also have new moments that we're going to be paying attention to. Yep. New dynamics. And new configurations of, of characters and actors and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is uh, a reason that you've stayed in Orlando? Why is Orlando great to you? Mm-hmm. And what are some tips you would give to anyone considering I want to be a performer, I want to do it as my my profession, but LA and New York seems really intimidating right now. What would you say to them? Um, I would say um, you have to keep going. You can't it, it, I am now 30 years old. I moved in Orlando in 2008. <laughs> I moved in Orlando in 2008 and here it is uh, 2019 and it was the best decision I've ever made in my career specifically because I have done some really incredible things specifically with the production company that I work for. Um, yes, Disney has been great to me and Universal has been great to me, totally. but it's been under the basis of this production company that I work for. Like, uh, there are so many things to do here in this sector of the United States that it doesn't just um, narrow it down to Orlando. It narrows down to the enti- this entire side of the United States. Um, I have been anywhere from Japan to Alaska to Canada. I mean, anything. Like, I, I've done all these things because I kept going. I didn't give up. I, I believed in my career. I believed in what I was doing. And it wasn't a matter of my finish line being me being famous. It was a matter of me having small goals and being like, you know, I can do this 
and I think I can accomplish this. And then moving on to the next thing and being like, I think I can do the next thing. So, and so, so do you have a, a main goal in this town, Chase? I honestly, I, I think I've already accomplished a main goal in the sense of like, I have brought on happiness to my life. Good for you. Because Good I am, you. I am, I am writing and my writing is being in production. I am performing and I am singing. I am acting. I am in loose quotation marks dancing. I'm sure. doing all the things that I thought I would never do in my life as a country kid in Oklahoma. <laughs> and so I have technically Which is who we're catering to. Hello, yeah. And so I I have pretty much already accomplished my goal and everything else after that is me doing things that make me happy and doing things that will further my career in the sense of me creating my own future. In this town, it is honestly all about creating your own future. D? What was the question? <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, the question was, is that, you know... Um, goals uh, in Orlando and what goal, do I goals give Goals in Orlando, and, or do, do you have a, a main goal? Okay, it's funny. I was having this conversation not too long ago with a really good friend of mine. Um, my goal... So I because I like like I said I, I use this as a base that like that's why Christine and I are a good match because you know she talks totally. about having you know this Orlando thing and I and I, and I say but or or use Orlando as a base oh yeah so you know either and one is great so and that's kind go of for it. that I I took a trip to New York not too long ago um, and I saw a bunch of shows in a row talk talk, talk I, about that let, let, talk, let's talk about flying lessons so oh uh, flying, it was it wasn't flying lessons but we can talk about flying oh, lessons. oh sure sure oh okay sure well well uh, so. D, uh, DQ, Deanna Quintero, was just in uh, Flying Lessons, which we've already talked about, but it won a bunch of awards. It was at the New York Musical Theater Festival, which um, I have a lot of experience with. Uh, I did it with Alexander St. Joyan. and uh, God, now, Alex now, Joyan. now we've officially been, we've both been off Broadway. Congratulations. Thank you, you too. Um, and uh, I've, I've heard nothing but incredible things. It was really great. The music was written by, by uh, Caesar. Mm-hmm. Uh, De La Rosa. Celia De La Rosa. Yep. And uh, so just real quick, you just talk about your, your New York experience. Oh, it was wild. It was it was wild for a lot of reasons. I mean, obviously, like, working in New York was really great. Being off Broadway, being able to put that on my resume. I loved, I loved the group of people that I was working with. I cannot say enough things about um, that right. incredible, like, the, the creative team and, and the cast. I think that um, Kelsey Morales casting, they did such a great job of putting together this amazing Kelsey Morales casting Dude, is, is, is a is a hidden gem so please oh, look them up on Facebook please. or Instagram what are they is it they both okay yeah please it's Kelsey, Kelsey plus Mor- Morales Kelsey plus Morales casting please look them up they're very they're, they're their eye is so good and the, so the great the creative so you know essentially what we were doing was we were it was more than a workshop you know the, the songs were written and the scripted whatever but you know they cast a group of people that were able to take this show and really bring it to the, ne- the next level because it was a show that had already been done, but it was still in a workshop process. Sure. And so we were creating harmonies and we were writing our parts and they created this group of people that were able to really help facilitate or help move along the process, I guess. Um, but there, oh God, everyone was just, there, there was no drama. We all got along so great they, I, I loved spending time with those people. We had a great we had a great time in New York. Awesome. And it was wild to me because I came from I come from Orlando, which is where we do three different shows in a day and then you go to sleep and you wake up and you do it again. You know, you pull doubles and triples and that's the norm. Right. So to yeah. wake up 
and only have one show to do. <laughs> it's a dream. <laughs> uh, are you kidding oh, me? It was a dream, but that the first two days I had panic attacks. Because I was like, I'm so bored. Sure. What do I do? Yeah. What do I do here? I don't I, have anything I to spend do until way, when I did oh when God. I did my off Broadway show. Yes. I literally spent way too much money because yes. I'm like I'm like oh I have nothing to do until tonight, so I'm gonna just like eat and drink eat and, and see and shows. I'm at this matinee too. I can make it before my call time at five. Like right. Well, I was so I I I was like, what am I gonna do without what what am I what do I do here with one show to worry about what does that even mean right but have it was, a life it was a, <laughs> have a life yeah, but do like, something <laughs> but i'm not good at that because right, right, right. i love i'm sure a lot of performers can resonate with that as well I, yeah i there was this great article not too long ago about like the burnout generation and how we as a you know sure. our generation typically tends to go hey well i'm free today so why am i not working which is my whole mentality. I don't schedule days off, which is really bad. Don't that's, be like that's me. That's me too. Yeah. We, <laughs> ne- because ne- it's like, next week? I don't have any days off. I'm literally working seven days next week. That's what I've been doing since like legitimately <laughs> March. I, and I didn't have yeah. to. I literally had two days off next week, but I chose to give availability. To pick, yeah. yeah. To pick up this yeah. work and to give availability for this. And right. I know I'm going to get scheduled here. So, because why not? I yeah. I don't like being, I don't like being bored. I always tell people like it's better, be, better, uh, Better busy than bored. Yes. I say that too. We're the same age. Oh my God. Uh, I love you. So real quick. <laughs> what is your piece of advice that you would give to Sally from Nebraska who wants to be a performer full time and she knows that this is her calling and she knows that uh, LA and New York might not be in the cards right now, but Orlando sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. What would you tell her? Come on over. I would say this is the only place that I know of that you can realistically make a living as a full-time performer. Mm-hmm. I th- obviously, like, you know, LA, New York, Atlanta, there's plenty of opportunities, but you'll have to have a survival job in the meantime. Yeah. And here, the survival job, quote-unquote, is our theme park work. That's our daily operation. That is our nine-to-five. And I can't think of another place that you can get that, truly. And... If you want to come out here and give it a try, please. We're not that far from Atlanta. We're playing right away from New York. The, the, the entire medium of auditions is changing as we, as we truly dive into online submissions and Skype callbacks. You know what I mean? So, like, oh yeah, come out and just show up. The biggest, it's such a cliche, and it's like the stupid hashtag that people have been doing, but truly, you just have to keep showing up. I was in New York not too long ago when I spent a couple months there auditioning, um, and me and one of my best friends were sitting there, and we were watching this cabaret, and we were listening to this girl singing, and she was on Broadway, and she wasn't great. And we were like, well, it was it was not great, but we just kind of looked at each other, and she was like, the biggest thing is that these people put in the work. If you're willing to put in the work, and you're willing to keep on that grind, it will eventually come out for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Chase? As the people at this table know, I am not one to have a filter. Um, so I, compl- ah! <laughs> 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 I completely agree with D. But sure. in the same sense, you need to know and you need to understand where you stand when it comes to working. Absolutely. In this world. You need to understand, you can't say, I'm the greatest thing ever. Mm -mm. Because 
no one is the greatest thing ever. We will you, always keep learning. We will always keep learning. We will always right. have some work con work to do. Mm -hmm. And there are people in my world who are in Oklahoma who think they are God's gift to the earth. And my God, they will never book anything in their life. Sure. Because they're not willing to work for it. They're not willing to learn. They're not willing to be better because they already think that they've made it. You have to be willing to learn and you have right. to be willing to admit that, wow, I am not as great as my high school drama teacher told me. Sure. I am not as great as my mommy says I am. Ooh. Like, you need to learn that you're not good. It doesn't matter if you are So that you can be great. Exactly. You need to learn that you're always willing to, to learn. learn. Mm -hmm. that, 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 that's what I'll agree with you on. I, I, don't, I don't totally agree with the sense that you're not good because there's a, there, there's well, there are plenty of people who are incredible, sure. but there's a majority of people who are not good, but no. who are also not I, willing to learn. I, that's, that's the key. That's the it, thing. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not the, Hey, you're, you're, you're not good. So you'll never make it. It's, it's the people who are exactly, who are always willing to learn yep. who will always make it. Exactly. And whether I, you're, oh, sorry. Go, go, go ahead, mama. When I tell you that in high school, I kid you not, I could not sing. I couldn't harmonize for the life of me. My friends would... I know, I know we did uh, I Diary know. of a Worm and oh, Spider and Fly. Yes, and <laughs> oh, I, we cannot. Anyways, so they would play she, it. She does a great Sofia Vergara accent. Gracias. Bueno, porque I am Sofia Vergara. Okay. <laughs> That's my people. My mom gets back and she's like, you're making fun of your cousins. And I'm like, okay, but like my cousins talk like this for real. So I don't know what to tell oh, you. Oh, come on. So, yeah, so would, we, we did this show oh and they, they literally said, they said, um, you're being too much. Oh my God. And they, it was yes, a lot. They're like, we don't want you to have the accent. But the, we oh. want you to be like J-Lo, like Jenny from the Block. Bunch of, and we, I was we, like, when I tell you that the difference between J-Lo and snooty white girl is the accent, I cannot be J-Lo without the accent. Otherwise, right. you're just snotty white girl. It, right. was, it was weird. It, it was, was so weird. weird. Right, but anyways, sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. So, like, they would play a note on the piano and be like, D, harmonize any note. And it would be dissonance, but not like fun Sondheim dissonance. I mean, like I could not harmonize for my life. Gotcha. So then I got to college and I was, and I started to really like, I was an acting major. I didn't study music at all. And now I, for, for three or four years, I did full-time acapella. Right. Because yeah. I learned and I worked and I was like, this is outside of my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it takes I will. It's so much work. It's Get so much work. Get out of your comfort I will, zone. I will push myself. And even if that means that I got to work harder at home, then I gotta work harder at home. But ultimately, I'm out there. And, sadly, and I don't want this to look bad. And and it's the, the people who are willing to put in the work right. that it's not about being good or bad or whatever. It's are you willing to put in the work? Yep. Are you willing to show up? Yep. And are you cool? Are, are you a good hang? Because if you're not a good hang and if I don't Hello? wanna have beers with you, then we're not gonna do Come this. On. And it, it goes hand in hand. Being raised in the middle of nowhere in the Midwest, you're being taught in public school that it, it it does require you to be good and you have to be it's it's required for you to know all these things that yeah. happen in public theater and all this stuff but you're not being taught on how to be appro appropriate on stage and how to and even take notes how to be appropriate backstage hello come on half, take half notes. the battle half the and, thing is and, being and is being good are you are you cool backstage yes. are you hard to work with exactly and a lot of the stuff is is you need to know how to take notes mm -hmm. because you're not good if you're not being bettered. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. So real quick, I want to. We we are crazy above where we should be. Well, no, which is which is amazing <laughs> because this is a two, literally this is a two part episode. Hello. We have good no, content. literally, this is the most fun I've had, and I'm so glad. So real quick before yeah. we end this interview, okay. Give me. I want. I want one word, maybe one sentence. Why do you love Orlando, Chase? I love Orlando because there's so much opportunity. There's opportunity to have jobs. There's opportunity to learn. There's opportunity to be better. You're, you're only as better as the people who are giving you the notes. Because if those people are giving you notes, the people in the audience have the exact same notes. Amen. D. That was my thing. I love Orlando because there are, there are so many different ways in which you can push yourself. Come on. But you have to be willing to push yourself. Seriously, Chase and D, thank you so much. I literally, I, I've, I've lived my best life tonight. Um, uh, so uh, it, do you guys want to, so if people want to reach you, do you want to say your Instagram or whatever? Uh, yeah, my Instagram is at DQ, but it's D-E-E-E-C-U-E-E. <laughs> it's extra ease. Just trust me. Chase, cute. Yeah. Uh, if you want to reach me, you can reach me at Chase Allen on Facebook. I don't have anything else. That's true. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I have to delete everything. If you know how many times I go to tag you on Instagram and I'm like, he doesn't have one. Also, something else. You're probably going to have creepers. Oh. The end. Oh, my gosh. If you have. <laughs> Yo, but those super fans, they take the best pictures. They sure do. I have the best production okay. pictures. Okay, all right, all right, sorry, all right. Sorry, sorry. If, if you have any questions, please directly uh, like message us. Um, you can reach us at uh, otowndreamers at gmail.com. Otowndreamers, that's all one word. Or you can reach, on, uh, reach us on Facebook and Instagram. That's o-towndreamers. On Facebook. On Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, you don't have to do the dash. It's just the you don't? You don't. What? Yeah, yeah I was six don't. episodes in and you didn't know this. Girl, what? I'm a show called. <laughs> I am shook. <laughs> just kidding. Again, Chase D, thank you so much. We love you guys. We love you. And thank you, listener, for listening this far. Yes, if you're if you're on iTunes, please make sure to um, uh, give us a five star review. Which we have four of. I know. We have four five star reviews. And make sure to uh, um, give us a little review down below. Um, And if you heard a burp, push like. (laughs) Was Chase. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. But always remember. We We dream dream for a living. Peace. I'm feeling myself, okay? Literally. Feeling myself. I'm feeling Feeling myself. Feeling yourself. Feeling myself. Fill in. Oh, my God. I love this. Oh yeah, tell me more. This is so weird. I've recorded this entire thing. Everybody stop. <laughs> stop. It's it's crap. It's all crap. Um. Okay. That's how we open. That's our cold open. That's our cold open.